What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Draft Alps for another draft, draft snack. snack. A quick draft to hold you over until the next full draft serving. Oh, uh, that's right. I'm Dylan. And I'm Ben Jammin. Today. Oh, today we are doing a special shadow draft. Shadow Ooh. draft. <laughs> With our lovely guest, Anisha. Anisha oh, in the house. And we are drafting Disneyland iconic rides. Is that correct? Yes, iconic Disney rides in the draft today. Dylan had to bring an expert in because he hasn't been to Disneyland since he was but a wee babe. I've never actually been to Disneyland, only Disney World, and I was five. Oof. <laughs> I Young stepped boy. on, I remember stepping on Mickey Mouse's foot, like really hard. Ooh, you're, you're that kid. Man, you I was, were that kid. I was told not to do it, and I did it anyway. That's why it happened. <laughs> it was a malicious stepping It was. My parents saw it coming, and they were like, Dylan, don't do it. Don't do it. And I did it because I was told not to. Did you look them back in the face as you were stepping on them? Probably. Look them like, mm -hmm. Probably. On a side note, you know, I'm looking at all these rides. I'm thinking, this is this looks like cool stuff. But with all the money and resources Disney ha has, why can't they... Why can't they make me into a whale or some shit for their rides? Why you know what you, I'm saying? Wow. Why do you want to be a wow. whale? I don't know. Wouldn't that be cool? Like to swim around the ocean like a whale? I don't know, man. It might be terrifying. They go deep. Yeah. Or why can't they send me on a like an open air plane around the world or on a magic carpet or some shit? Hold up. You know? That is, I mean, <laughs> go to California Adventure and you can ride soaring over California or soaring over the world and you're oh, kind of doing that. Okay. So we're getting somewhere. kind of got you. I don't know about the whale thing. I mean. They could do it like Star Tours. Disney World. They've in, got over in Animal Kingdom. Maybe they could make his dreams come true. Or, or they swim could. Swim around with. I mean, they could. <laughs> turtles and manatees. Like, why can't they project, you know, like in the movie Avatar? Well, they've got Avatar now. You know, why can't they project me into a whale's body? See, that's what I'm saying. They could do the... <laughs> what is it with the whale? <laughs> it could be a lot like Star Tours where you're in that like kind of vessel and maybe you go underwater and you get eaten by a whale. I mean, bless you, because like what Pinocchio. you're trying to do is make Kinda. his idea fit into a ride. He wants to be a literal ass whale. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we are not doing any stupid whales. The question okay, is, would I be a sperm down. whale or a baleen whale? Well, both Blue. whales are not the oh, superior whale. Yes. Why wouldn't you be an orca? Because that's technically a dolphin. But I guess all dolphins are whales. Or all whales dolphins. Which way does it go? They call it a whale, so I'm. Just I gonna, was an English teacher. I'm not gonna, gonna lie. That. <laughs> not not, not the, the key tips that I would know. The I, whale ride might have to go in the aquarium, like the Aqua Pavilion, in in Epcot. You can't put a whole ass whale in a aquarium. It's a ride. You want a ride. You don't want a whole whale. Yeah, but we're talking and about have, a living creature here. Well, they have dolphins and turtles well, and, and sharks and stuff in I here. I said Animal Kingdom earlier, but I meant Epcot. And yes, you, I mean, they've got manatees over there. So you could maybe get away with that. Yeah, man. What are you talking about? There's little and you sharks. you asked for a you ride. Be, you didn't ask for a whole like whale. You could be like the little sharks that are in there. They're like 10 feet long. Little guys. I they could, could be a little shark, I Disney guess. Disney could get cheap and just walk you into a room and put a VR headset on, on your face. Mm -hmm. You're just in the room and you think you're in the ocean. That could That could work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I think that's a little cheap. Needs. I can see your face. You're not feeling that. I'm not feeling it. I want to be a whale. All right, Disney, get on it. Disney, get on it. We need to get on this draft. <laughs> but first, we need to roll for the glory of choice. Anisha, the dice is in front of you. You can roll first. All since right. you are shadow drafting for Dylan. Dylan here is here go. for moral support for you. That's right. And research and lewd comments. Oh, we got a we got a fifteen, it looks like. A big old fit in. Fifteen. Here we go, Daddy. Bing bong. Did you say, there we go, Daddy? Yep. Oh, you rolled an eight. I was Damn. really hoping that's you'd what roll you, higher. That's what you get for saying, there we go, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you call it like Bessie or something. No, I don't say Daddy to the dice. That's like on a different yeah, I mean, level. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting judgment from you. This is, this is unnecessary. Anisha, you rolled a 15? I did. Ooh, and I rolled an eight, so glory of choice goes to you. Yeah, are you going first or second? You know, I've thought about this today, and I thought that it would be easier if I just rolled the lowest number, and then he started this whole thing so that I would kind of know where to go. Um, 
iconic Disneyland only. Everyone out there, we are only hitting Disneyland Park. Just Disneyland. We're not going over across the way to California Adventure. We're just staying true to the original. And we're talking about iconic rides. Iconic rides. We're not necessarily talking about the best rides or the most thrilling rides. Some of those might get picked, no doubt. But this isn't just a contest of what are the most exciting rides that you're going to experience at Disney. Some rides are a little more chill than others, but they are iconic and they deserve that veneration. They deserve that respect. <laughs> the question is, will will the uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride get picked? I don't know. I'm I'm why I'm anticipating. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. We'll see. You're already calling out. I know. What are you doing? Well, we don't even. Anisha still needs to pick. Are you <laughs> draft? Are you going to draft first? I'm going first or not? Um, I man, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something weird. I'm gonna let you go first. Ooh, she's gonna make me go first. Oh golly. Yeah, because you'll set the stage with what you take Round off the one. table. I think I know what you'll take. That'll help me squeeze in there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're going to get the wraparound, which is really going to be a bummer. That wraparound is dangerous. The wraparound in this two-person draft is so dangerous. Perhaps I... Well, let's just hope I played our cards right over here, Dylan. Okay. Iconic rides. Oh, crap. I, why'd you have to give me the first one? <laughs> you. <Yeah>. Fool. <laughs> Dylan, I think it's um, 1966 when Walt Disney dies, but will you double check me on that? Yeah. Let's please. see. Walt Disney. By the way, Walt, that's a good name. I love that name. Walter Elias Disney. Yeah, he had a very strong name. He very died at the age of 65 in 1966. Okay, so I'm right there. Well, geez, Anisha has put me in a tough, tough corner, and I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I feel like I want to go with a ride that was their opening day, 1955, July 17th, 1955. But, man, there are some rides that are... They are just bangers. They are bangers. You know, I, there are lots of rides that are still around today from opening day. So I think I'm going to go with one that comes a little bit after Walt Disney passes away. He did see it developed, um, but he never got to ride the finished product. Opening March 18th, 1967. I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a good pick. Ride is still functioning today. It is a great, 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 great ride, especially at Disneyland. Like, if we're talking about Disneyland icons, they have replicated this ride in other parks, but it is the best in Disneyland because in California, the water tables aren't so high, so they can dig a little deeper. So you actually start Pirates of the Caribbean going down a couple chutes through these really cool caverns before you get out to the action pirate scenes. Uh, And as a ride, it's... A nice little getaway. It's relaxing. It's a boat ride. So you're just cruising through the water. You get a little bit of excitement in the beginning. Uh, Right when you load the boats, it's also kind of a pleasant little advertisement for the Blue Bayou, which is a pretty nice restaurant right there in New Orleans Square. But it's a ride that has a little bit of everything, a little bit of excitement, some catchy music, awesome effects, especially for the time. And they've updated it as it's been around. And you know that it's iconic because Disney was able to take a piece of their property that was a ride and they turned it into not just a movie but a successful franchise that has earned billions of dollars and has spawned one of the most iconic characters in Disney, Jack Sparrow. I mean, Disney has made video games that feature Jack Sparrow as a character and that's a testament to Pirates of the Caribbean. You ride the ride today and they have... Jack Sparrow animatronics in multiple places in the ride. I'll say this. uh, You know, I actually do remember uh, one thing from that ride, and it's one of the people talking, like the animatronics talking, 
uh, in like a Cockney accent or whatever, and then cannonballs going off. And I remember being terrified, terrified, definitely left an impression. Like it's, it's pretty cool ride for a kid to go on. I would say. I respect that first pick. I really do. Um, I've only been on two versions of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Disneyland's to me surpasses um, Magic Kingdoms. And I can't hate on your first pick. And the theming of the ride is exquisite 17th, 18th century. It, it, it feels old school. I love the smell when you're inside. It has a very unique smell. Um, but it, one of the last things I'll say about the ride, it's, again, great length. It's about a 16-minute ride. Oh, You don't get to say that about many rides. Yeah. In California, when it's a really hot day, you get to seek refuge inside a nice, cool, air-conditioned ride. It's chill. Sometimes you get a little splish-splash. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. A little, little splish-splash. <laughs> and even when the park is really busy, you can always count on its weight being manageable. We're talking like, it on its busiest days, maybe 30-minute wait. Wow. Maybe. But it processes 3,400 people an hour. That's crazy. It puts they put a good amount of people on a boat because you think there's like six six aisles getting on a boat, right? And the front and the back might get like three or four, and the middle ones can get four to five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they're loading a lot of people on those boats. I also I'll just add, even though it's really helping you and not helping myself, um, the animatronics are amazing. I, this may be controversial, but I preferred the original ones. That I don't feel like they needed to change some of the scenes to make them a little more PC, if you will. You're talking about the lady in red yeah, I being I don't, I don't changed need her from there. a prostitute There's, to a pirate? Yeah, I don't need her there. Like, we know what they were doing back in the day, so it's not necessary. Um, I love when they're singing. Um, and who doesn't love a little yo ho yo ho? A pirate's, pirate's life for me. Oh, that's fun. And and the the harmonizing, I live oh, like a five year old. I live to pass the animatronics as they're doing exactly that. That's yeah. my favorite part. Okay, that's it. Man, in in the queue for the ride, the queue is themed great too. Even when it has you weaving outside, the outdoor decor matches the inside. Yes. Once you get in, it's very. It, Remember the little ah, bird at the nice. end? Yo-ho, yo-ho. <laughs> yep. And he's sitting by the map. Everything's they, so great. They have the paintings of their their world's historic pirate captains on the walls. Did you know that it cost $15 million in 1960s to build um, New Orleans Square? And it also cost $15 million to buy the Louisiana Purchase. Damn. That's crazy. Interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting how those numbers. I mean, obviously, like 150 years later, inflation, right? Um, so it's not the same 15 million dollars, but right. I thought it was fun that those numbers lined up. Yeah. So there you go. I think that's a strong first round pick. So I'll send it to you. What's All your right. first pick? Well played. Okay, so. I don't know if this is smart or not, <laughs> but I am going to choose a ride that's not as long, but it is a ride that is only at Disneyland. It does not touch any other park. Ah, you bastard. <sighs> Do you know where I'm going? It's a fraction of the ride time of what you put down. Oh! But I do want to point out that this ride is this ride has some really fun history that you could probably share more about. Walt really, really wanted this to be an actual snow ride. He was like, let's make snow <laughs> like, in California. Let's make snow and it's 80 degrees. That <laughs> makes sense. Um, instead, so the and this, his poor workers, I can only imagine what it was like to work for Walt. Because Walt was kind of those people who was like, ah, that wasn't us just kind of talking. I literally meant what I said. Go make it happen. Right. Like you think he's joking, but he's not. Yes. And he, there's no joke, no anything. If anything, your butthole clamps up and you're like, I got to go make snow. <laughs> well, they knew he wasn't joking. Yeah. He's not a joker at all. Um, I would have lost my job or been in the hospital a lot due to, you know, high blood pressure working for Walt. But the Matterhorn... 
is where I'm headed here. Um, it is from, it was opened in June of 1959, just a few months shy of my mother being born. So my mom's wow. about the same age as the Matterhorn. Wow. Shout out to moms. What up, Pam? And um, it has, it's, it's like an authentic ride. It's one of the few that I think we can say continues to operate today. And like I said, it doesn't show up at any other park. Um, and it is one of the first rides that they created in order to continue to expand Disneyland back in its first few days. Um, so I feel like this is a really iconic, authentic ride to Disneyland. And it is one that I look forward to riding every time I go. And, you know, you have to really, <laughs> it's what I don't, I don't know about you, Ben. I giggle a lot because that thing will just have you jostling and tumbling about. If you're not careful, you can get a little whiplash and that makes the ride that much better. Yeah. It's fantastic. Ugh, it hurts your back. Do get this. If you have lower back problems, <laughs> you cannot ride that ride. Oh, really? It doesn't even matter if they redid the track. Like, it is so jerky. <laughs> it is very obvious. It's obviously a... Uh, Roller coaster from the fifties, right? Doesn't matter if you redesign it; like it's just, uh, oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, then it makes me think of going to the Swiss Alps. Must be just as rocky. (laughs) Probably, it's it's a great ride, and its re theme is awesome too. Yes, like now there's a lot more engagement from the Abominable Snowman. They have a better animatron on the ride. It's a it's a pretty good ride. Pretty good ride. Um, How many people can it process in an hour? That's my question. I was going to say, I don't know that, but it's exactly 100 times smaller than the actual Matterhorn. That's a pretty cool fact. And it took more than 800 gallons of paint to create um, the north face, like the snowfall on the north face of the, the, the fake mountain. So it's got two tracks, and the two tracks are same, ooh, same length? Nope, one is slightly longer. No. Fantasyland track is a little bit longer. Yeah, it's just a smidge. It's almost about 20, 20 seconds, seconds longer. longer. That's quite a bit. 207 to 226. Mm-hmm. I feel like you want to get on the Fantasyland side. But isn't that great? It's like on the divide of two different lands. That's stupid that I can't. Dylan, have you found uh, how many people it processes per hour? Working on it. 20 trains with two cars. Riders are arranged one across in three rows. So you get six riders per train. Oh. Mm. Oh, no. I found Space Mountain. Not um, That's not Matterhorn. Nope. That is not. The ride has had a couple iterations since it first came out. And it used to have the gondolas. A space in the middle it. of it where the gondolas went through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't find the exact number of people it processes. I know wait times wait times vary up to 110 minutes. Yeah, I've seen them pretty high before. Yeah. And I don't think we ever see it much over 80 minutes. Well, the other thing that's really great about this ride um, is it has a single rider line. So That's a good you, perk. So that is a perk to that one. We'll say Pirates of the Caribbean, you don't need a single rider line. but You don't. The Matterhorn, too, because it's odd number cars, three per car, you know, people coming in twos, it gives them opportunity to put one in. All right, all right, all right. I don't feel like that was a bad first round, but now you got to follow up with a second pick. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, snap. What's your second pick? Icon. Disney Rides. <sighs> See, and I thought I was doing a good thing by a lot. <laughs> lobbing to you first and now I have to go again. Yep. So, let me look at my trusty little And I'm just kind of oh, I'm just waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. That feels like a song. I think I want I think I'll be okay if I leave those two for now. <sighs> this is kind of hard. While you're thinking, I just want to say Walt Disney's childhood home looks lovely. I'd like to go visit it. Marceline? Is that what it's uh Is that what it's called? In 
I don't know what it's called. That's the little town he lived in. Are you looking? I thought at his it was in house? Hermosa, a, sh- a neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. No, Mm-mm. no, it's his birthplace. I uh, are you sure? It's a twelve hundred square foot worker cottage. Looks lovely. By uh, built in eighteen ninety three by Walt's parents, Elias and Flora. Oh, and uh, again, lovely names. <laughs> Classic Elias Flora. I love that. I'm gonna call my kid Elias. Okay, yeah, you're right. Born in Chicago, but he moved to Kansas City. Mm. Classic. Because he okay. based Main Street off of his childhood home, which in the book downstairs, I believe, is, they call it Marceline. Interesting. <clears throat> hmm. Kansas City, good place to grow up. <laughs> produces... That's a, uh, that's a nice plug. Yeah, produces, uh, you know, American greats like Walt Disney and others, too. Marceline, Missouri. Walt Disney Hometown Museum. Marceline. Marceline. So where's Marceline relative to Kansas City? Uh, Marceline. Let's look on Google Maps. Let's see. Man, this is giving Anisha a long time. I know. Well, it's only (laughs) helping you since shadow drafting. Let's see here. Let's see here. Marceline. Oh, it's right outside Kansas City. Oh, no, it's not. It's about an hour outside Kansas City. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. That's a small-ass town. It's a small-ass town. I don't know why you'd move there. Because Elias Disney was a man of many businesses. He'd dip his toes in a lot of different different buckets. (laughs) Why with that? But he was also a failure. <laughs> a perpetual failure at everything he did. Wow. Like Ulysses S. Grant. Yep. And he moved around a lot, except Ulysses S. Grant eventually ended up on top. And that's true. Elias got a handout from his son. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Walt Disney didn't forget his parents. Walt Disney brought his parents out to California, bought him a house. That's really sweet. And then his mom died in that house. That's fucking sad. Because of a gas leak. That is why parents die in Disney movies all the time. Disney was shooketh. The real Marceline, Missouri does not look as good as uh, the Disneyland version, I got to say. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) The man from Missouri himself is like, look at this (laughs) shithole. Yeah, he said it. Okay, All right, you're I'm going to go now. Let's I'm going to go, go now. Go. I got this. Um, this may be a controversial pick because it's the third ride altogether, and some people listening might go, why did she pick that and not blah, blah, blah? Yep. Well, because I did what I did. Here we go. So Buzz Lightyear. I'm picking... <laughs> Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Dumbo? Stop. Oh, Dumbo's an icon. I... I think Dumbo's been in every commercial. It has. All right, sorry, sorry Anisha. I just gave them teacher look, everyone. Okay. (laughs) I am choosing a ride that actually started at the New York World's Fair in 1964 Uh, before it became a ride at Disneyland, which was its original park. Yeah, that sound tells you all that I chose a ride that was on Ben's list. But it doesn't matter. There's still so many others left. Ben's going to try to argue against it now. It's easy to argue against. <laughs> go, go for it. It's fine. It's because okay. yeah. you also could have taken this I one. Could've. You know how to play both sides of the coin. And I it do. doesn't matter. I'm you know why it doesn't matter? You know why it doesn't matter? Because it's a world of laughter and a world of tears. And it's a world of hopes <laughs> and a world of fears. Okay? Yes. Okay. It's a small world. All right. I know some people love this ride and others hear the song and cringe. But I do believe that this is an iconic ride for Disneyland. Like I said, this ride was originally at a World's Fair. And after some time away from that, so the opening for that was April of 1964. And the closing of that was October of 1965. The ride opened in Disneyland in May of 1966. Walt was still alive then, too. Walt was alive for the whole, whole process of making the ride. He was really... He was really involved in the process. Um, And then the Sherman brothers, who do lots of iconic pieces 
for Disney wrote It's a Small World. After all, they had many different iterations of the song. There's actually been some some versions of the song that are so different from what we hear on the ride. Um, and this ride is also one of those lovely ones. If you need to get out of the sun and it's really hot and you just need to relax a little bit, enjoy the scenery, this one here goes upwards of 15 minutes. It's good. It's so almost depend, pirates. Depending on, yeah, depending on which park you're at, it's 12 to 15 minute ride. There are over 300 audio animatronic dolls in traditional costumes from different cultures around the world in the park. And um, I just really appreciate at Disneyland, which is different from Disney World, is there are also iconic Disney movie characters that you'll find along the worlds as well. Um, so, yeah. Yo, this ride is so cool, Anisha. Because, okay, when it was dedicated, Walt actually brought the children from around the world and, and had them bring, like, water from wherever they came from to put into the flume That's in a dope. symbolic gesture. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. And over 256 million people have experienced this ride, and that song by the Eisner Brothers might actually be the most listened to song of all time. Sherman Brothers. Sherman, Brothers. Sherman sorry. That's okay. I don't know where I got Eisner from. Anyway, well, Eisner was Eisner the CEO used to be of Disney the CEO in the eighties. Oh, that is you probably saw his name. Somewhere. Yeah, Dude, so there's some cool facts behind this ride, actually. Yeah, this ride's dope. Yeah, even though he will fight <laughs> it later. Oh, I, I will. <laughs> it's dope I, now. I will admit, if, if if it had slipped to me, I would have picked it. But I do think there is a handful of just elite, iconic rides. Pirates of the Caribbean and Small World are definitely in them. And those rides are similar too. I have a boat ride. You have a boat ride. Look at that! It's both wonderfully themed. They are wonderfully themed, and I gotta just say, as somebody who's been to Disneyland several times in the holidays, I also really appreciate how they change it up for the holiday. Um, it gets a beautiful overlay of a bazillion lights, and the song changes slightly inside, and it's just. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that kind of a thing, though. I love holiday decorations. So I, so this ride really does it. It glams it up. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it's a it's a much better version in Disneyland. It's oh. the, being that it's the original. Yes. But it it's it's got way more animatrons than the small world in Magic Kingdom. It has it incorporates the Disney characters through all of the motifs. It's a good ride. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's not as good as my second pick, but it's a good pick. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I picked that and left a lot of things on the table, so. So many things on the table. And wow. Psh. Okay. I'm thinking. Iconic ride. Again, this ride opened in the 60s. It uses, it's a dark ride. Yeah, you you knew it. You knew it was coming. I do. I wondered, I wondered who would take this one. Dark ride. It uses an omni mover vehicle system, so it means that the rides are always going. There's no stop to load. The line is always moving, which is very nice. You don't have to wait in this line typically very long. It processes a lot of people per hour, even though the doom buggies, as they're called, only hold two to three people. Yep. Yep. I'm talking about the Haunted Mansion. It sure is. Oh! Haunted Mansion, they announced that they started, you know, constructing the idea when Walt was alive in 1961, and they had planned for the ride to open in 1963, but it kept getting delayed, and then Walt died, and that prompted a redesign. And it, for, when it was first getting designed, they had two designers leading, but the two designs of the ride were completely different. They didn't really match up. It was turning into a Frankenstein of a ride. But holy smokes, even though it took forever to open up, wow, is it not? It's an amazing ride. It's so good. Opens in 1969, and damn, it goes hard. Great animatronics. The beginning of the the first half of the ride is arguably like creepy. 
has a couple different narratives going on as you're going through this haunted mansion. But then at the end, oh, wow, it's so lively and upbeat, and the ghosts are singing to you, and the song is so <laughs> iconic. Are you going to give us a little taste? Uh, uh, grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. That's all I'll give you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's such a great ride. And then in the holidays, just like It's a Small World, it gets a retheme for Nightmare Before Christmas. That's when it's a banger. Oh, man, it is so good. It's good all year. It is. But to, but then you swing around at one point and Jack Skellington in his Sandy Claus outfit is staring at you. That's great. The whole ride is rethemed. Every yes. Every portion of it. And when you're going through the ballroom, it smells like gingerbread. It's not just gingerbread. I can't even, I can't pinpoint because it's a couple We found combos. that smell at we Lowe's. Did. What we was did. it? Um, but it's it's gingerbread with a hint of pumpkin. And, and there's cinnamon? a little bit of cinnamon. That's just the right amount of spice. That's so good. Oh, Makes you want to eat something sweet. Disney knows what they're doing there. Well, it just there. makes you want to eat the air. I just want that smell in my mouth. But I mean, you think of, <laughs> if we're going to talk about iconic rides... Iconic rides have things that kind of stem from them. And there's a lot of different lore behind the Haunted Mansion. And it has characters that it sends with you as you leave the ride. So that has turned into its own thing within the park. As those three ghosts are the characters of the ride. The three hitchhiking ghosts. And they're about to make a movie. About to make a movie of Haunted Mansion. Are they really? Yeah. They have one. Do they, they have one with Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. But they're making another one. Yo, so is it true that there are actually, you know, graves dedicated to real Imagineers um, at the beginning of Haunted Mansion? I wouldn't be surprised. Because I, I just read that, but I was like, eh, is, I mean, is that, I don't know, is that kosher? Not, I don't want to say is it kosher, but is it all right to do? I mean, I could see them doing it because when you walk down Main Street in Disneyland, the names that are on the buildings are all old Imagineers and people involved with Disney. Wow. Okay. Talk so about dedication, see. huh? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about this ride is so iconic. People will bring their dead loved ones ashes and dump them while they're riding the ride. <laughs> Disney, you, so you much, laugh. So much so that Disney has had to put out like, public statement saying don't dump your loved one's ashes here because we just vacuum them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weird thing to say. It's such a, it, a weird thing to say. Strange thing to do to dump your loved one's ashes in the Walt Disney World ride. So creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Rethink that one, folks. Rethink it. All right. That's the first half. We were thinking and conceptualizing Disney really likes to make live action movies. So what if they made, what if they ventured into the horror genre? Yeah. And turned one of their iconic rides into a horror film. Here's a glimpse into that idea. You know what it is. This is Draft Snacks. Draft Snacks. Coming this summer, Walt Disney Studios dives deep into Rated R Territory, a classic Disney story of hope and unity for the future becomes a nightmare for families everywhere. While on an idyllic cruise in the Bermuda Triangle, the Jensen clan think everything is pie in the sky, but they couldn't be more wrong. After a strange storm knocks out power in the ship, the Jensens wake up to a horror-fueled hellscape the ship's children have become possessed and engaged in a furious, murderous rampage. Baby teeth, Legos, and Hot Wheels are everywhere. Chicken nuggets have run out in the cafeteria. In an effort to abate a painful, cannibalistic ending via tiny, tiny hands, the Jensens take no prisoners in an all-out bloodbath carnage fest. Underdeveloped heads will roll in this savage tale of epic proportions this isn't your average disney film and it certainly isn't a movie for the whole family 
You'll never trust your friend's kids again after seeing this film. Walt Disney Studios presents It's a Small World After All. Available in selected theaters. Pre-order your tickets today. Any draft, I will say, the third pick for the f- individual drafting first is the most important pick. And so I'm really trying not to blow this one because I do think there are some right and wrong picks if we're talking about iconic rides. And you're going to get two in a row. And I can't... Oh, it's, but you're getting two in a row right now? I am getting two in a okay, row. Okay, just... You're right, but I had to catch up. My first one was to match your second. Your team's going to be complete before me. I understand that, but then that means my fourth pick, I got to make sure I pick the right to like lock this bad boy down. I Uh-oh. I know this is this is a tough one. Okay, so third ride, I'm going to go with something that's a little thrilling. It's, everyone wants <clears throat> to ride it when they come to Disneyland. It's iconic. You can see the outside of it from outside the park. I mean, you can say that about a couple rides, but this one in particular, it is meant to be like a focal point of the park. And the design has been maintained through multiple parks, not in terms of like its aesthetic, but in terms of its grandiose nature within the park, how it catches your eye. What does Walt call those? Not waypoints, but... It's basically like a landmark that you can see from most places. Matterhorn's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another mountain. I'm taking yep, Space I Mountain. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful ride. I would argue that the version in Disneyland is more thrilling than the version in Disney World, and you're not going to potentially lose a hand. Whoa, what? There are points in the Disney World ride where if you put your hands up. Oh, it's so scary. And it's not on the track, but like when you go through the tubes, you can legit like touch the tube that you're rolling through. Oh, my God. I just refuse to put my arms up. So, well, no, nor should you. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But in Disney World, and this is just a little gripe I have, but Disney World, the carts are the same carts that you're in for the Matterhorn. So you, you sit three people in a cart. One, two, three. But in Disneyland, you sit two by two, so they fit six in a cart. So they're processing twice as many people per car. And then that ride has one track, and it's ripping and rolling, baby. You're flying. It has engaging music. It's a roller coaster. Indoors, dark, stars all around with wonderful music. It's so exciting, so thrilling. Dips, dives, turns. And then at the end, you get your picture taken. Oh, it's glorious. Who doesn't love riding a ride where they get to capture an image to take back with them to remember that great experience? I'm telling you, Space Mountain is the one. Dude, this ride is insane. So, first of all, when they were conceptualizing it, they then had to wait 11 years before they could actually build it because they had to wait for the technology to catch up. Um, So ahead of its time. Second... They hired a real astronaut as a creative consultant for this ride. <laughs> when you walk in, it's like you're walking in a space dome or in a in a spaceship. So the queue, even the queue mm-hmm. is wonderful. You walk into that main loading deck and there's that big spaceship thing floating there. Then there's the big screen and it's showing out in space. Just a great ride. Dude, and this this ride cost more to build than act, the initial price tag to build Disneyland. That's crazy. This is the first ride chosen that's not that wasn't done at Disneyland first. That was done at Disney World first. It was done at Disney World first and it was um built after the concept of Matterhorn, but then going back to what Dylan just shared, obviously they were trying to figure out how to do it differently than the Matterhorn. And they did it better. I'm telling you, the cart system is way better at Disneyland. The six-person cart. And Disney World can match that capacity because it has two two tracks going. Mm-hmm. 
it's just not the same. It's not the ride's not the same. So third pick, Space Mountain. I got a roller coaster on my team. I'm not mad at. Th- I, I I had to get that. It, one of us was gonna have to take that. I sacrificed that because I I was thinking about taking it earlier and I didn't, and that's okay. I just hope it doesn't come back to bite me because there's one other icon that. Well, more than likely, you'll get it. Who knows? Let's see. You got two more. I do. Is it time for me to choose third? Yeah, go. Okay. (laughs) So, I think I know what iconic ride you want last. I don't think that's what I'm choosing right now. But I am going to choose another mountain. Another mountain. Ooh, doubling up. I am doubling up. Um, I really like this particular ride. I'm a big fan of riding it at night. Um, I love the aesthetic. Um, I think Ben loves the aesthetic of this ride. Mm. And it is a, it's a roller coaster. It's a smaller roller coaster, but it's still, it, like, after they redid the ride, it's fantastic. Um this one, I think, is the youngest on the list that we've chosen so far. It was done in September of 1979. And it's a replacement ride for something called Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland, which was done almost at the beginning of Disneyland's reign. Um, but I'm choosing Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And I really... I really like this ride. I will say that when I first started going to Disneyland, I was kind of meh on the ride, but they they did some um, upkeep on it, some retheming a little bit, and I think that the ride experience is much better than it was. This one here, you can ride two people at a time, and I think they have, what, 15 cars? They have a lot of cars. I think it's 15. I think you can fit 30 people on at a time, and you've got multiple trains that go up at a time. Um, this isn't one where it plays music, but this is one that plays different sounds to really help you feel like you're in the wilderness. This is in Frontierland, and so you have like a goat on the side at one point who's doing goat noises at you, um, and then you have dynamite that's going to go off. There's dripping water because you're going through a bit of a mine. Um, it just really it engages your senses and helps you feel like you are back in the 1800s riding this railroad, and so... Um, I, that is what I'm going to choose as my third. I'm a, I'm a fan of this particular mountain. So yeah, Big Thunder. If any of you are headed, I highly suggest riding it at night when everybody's watching the fireworks. Mm. This is worth a night ride. Okay. Why is that? It feels faster. It's super dark out and the, and the stars are out. And so, it, I don't know, it really adds to the appeal of the theming. I just love love it at night. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds great. Ride. It's a great ride since the re-theme, too. They added a little bit of pyrotechnics. Tectics? Technics? Technics. Technics. Some pyrotechnics. Well, they do uh, that. Do they have to close a ride for a while? Yeah, yes. they close it for a bit, depending on what the remodel is. Ooh, we're going to have to do some uh, some runner-ups. <laughs> Because, damn, there's a lot of rides. A lot of rides to pick. That's right. Fourth round, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a solid third pick. You're really going heavy with the the mountain-themed roller coasters. It's also got a really cool choo-choo aesthetic to it. I do love trains. It does. It's so awesome. I love a (laughs) choo-choo. And you can hear them going by you. Do you think the speakers are out or like in the walls? You can hear that. Has one of the best turns on any of the roller coasters. The G-forces that you get in that, oh in that whip, I'm not sure. But it literally whips you across the side of the car. If you're on the inside, it'll whip you to the out, and you're just pancaking the person yes, on the that's outside. That's so you're fun. Just, you're pinned. You're not going anywhere. So anyways, I realize I have two mountains, and they're both, but they're both very different I just felt like I couldn't leave Big Thunder. I don't know. But anyways, it's time for me to choose my fourth one, yes? It is time for you to pick your final (sighs) iconic ride. Okay. 
I'm going to take it back to day one. Mm, Day one. I feel very strongly that one of the two of the rides that I wrote down on my list have to be chosen today by me. And so I'm like, do I choose the one that I rarely get to ride because the line is always super long and I don't want to stand for an hour because it is a literal hour long wait all the time? Or do I go to the one where I can spend about 30 minutes in line and end up in hell? Oh, Clearly, ah. I choose hell. Ah. Oh, damn it. Mr. Toad's ride. Oh, it got picked. <laughs> yes, it, got it did. Picked. When I you said it out loud, this. I was like, Shh, bro, keep that on the DL. We want to talk about all the goods. Um, if you have not ridden Mr. Toad's wild ride, it is a must. It is in Fantasyland. And for those of you who know anything about the parks, you're thinking, why would I want to ride that baby ride? Because you take on the persona of Mr. Toad when you get in your car, you're driving around, you're drinking, you're being super disrespectful and just wiling out and you crash, you kill things and you go to hell. You end the ride you in hell. You end the ride in hell. It's hot. Like, they literally heat that area up to feel like hell. Poor <laughs> Mr. Toad. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, It is an original ride from July 17th, 1955, when the park did open. And it had a reopening back in 1983. And the beauty of this is it's the only one that's still around. Magic Kingdom opened one in 71, and then they closed theirs in 1998. That's so sad. It is. They they closed theirs to open up the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which ironically has a long line all the time, and I do not understand that. So, but that's, that's Magic Kingdom. But Disneyland, keeping it real. You can have two people ride a vehicle at all times, but this is another one of those ones that doesn't stop. It just gives you enough time to park your butts in the ride and mosey on. Um, It's not a very long ride, but that's okay. Um, I feel like, you know, I I said my piece here. The 1955 version is obviously a little bit different. It only was like 98 seconds long. Oh, Um, (laughs) it was like blinking you missed it okay and um they added some things to the ride in 83 when they opened that which is what you see today man it's nuts that this was an opening day attraction isn't that freaking awesome it's nuts how many of those are left how many opening day attractions are left oh there's quite a bit there's quite a few okay i think i was i'll tell you which ones are still okay so Autopia, open. The Railroad, open. Jungle Cruise, open. King Arthur's Carousel, open. Mad Tea Party, open. Mark Twain Riverboat, open. Mr. Toad's Wild Wild Ride, open. Peter Pan's Flight, open. Snow White's Enchanted Wish, open. Storybook Storybook Land Canal Boats, open. Well, that's a lot. That's what, you said nine? Yeah. That's a lot. And then they had rides that opened later that year. So, like, that was July 17th. Later that month, Casey Jr. Circus Train opened. And then in August of 55, Dumbo Flying Elephants. So those were all within the first year. Wow. That's cool. Okay, Anisha. I see you're Mr. Toe's Wild Ride. <laughs> That's how I roll. You got it. You have to have a... I feel like you have to have a ride on this list that ties back to Walt Disney's time involved with animation it's just you you just got to do it you got to do it so i think my final pick you know there's a lot of different ways i could go here i was really thinking railroad because of walt's connection to the railroad through through his hometown in missouri and he was such a railroad fanatic he had a mini railroad built in his backyard that he would ride around his property and that inspired the ride at disneyland And that's iconic because you know it's never going to go anywhere. Another icon, another shout-out, like Jungle Cruise. First day ride. I mean, icon in its own ride. It's in a man-made lake. There was no lake right there. They had to make that. Imagineers really put that shit together so that they could have it on opening day. Animatrons, again, top-notch. But those are not my picks. I'm going to go with an opening day attraction. I gambled. (laughs) <laughs> allowing it to last until the end. And you almost took it. You almost took I did. it. I but did. you went with your heart. I did. You didn't go with your brain. 
No, and I went the way I needed. It doesn't matter. They both. It doesn't matter. They're both icons. They are. But this one, I think, just kind of edges it out. Peter Pan's flight is a banger every single day of the week. <laughs> and you know how you know it, because from the time the park opens, it is packed. Man, people run straight to that. You've like in the mornings. I know this is your pick, but. I just have to say, in the morning, everybody's standing at the gate at the rope trying to figure out which direction they're going. And they're either standing near the rope according to whether they're going to Tomorrowland, hit Space Mountain. Perhaps they're going to go to Adventureland, get an Indiana Jones's ride. Some might venture off to go straight to the Matterhorn. But you know, half the people in that line are heading back to Fantasyland. To go straight to Peter Pan, and he's not lying. It's not one of those lines that starts out with a five-minute wait to then a 15-minute wait. It just starts at 45 minutes, and then, boom, 60, and, and if it you go stays to, there. And if you go to Disney World, it's the same ride, and it's like a two-hour wait. That's Legit. crazy. People love this Legit. ride. Wow. Like we're t And it's an opening day ride. It's a dark ride. It goes through the story of the movie, but what makes it unique and you can fact check me on this. I encourage you to. But it was the first rail suspended dark ride at a theme park. Like this is just an innovation. The cart is moving from a rail above. So it feels as if you're flying. And that's why it's still as oh. popular today. Oh, it's you're so in a You're in awesome. a ship that is flying over Neverland. That is going through the narrative of the Peter Pan story. The aesthetic outside of the ride is beautiful and it feels like it matches the time period. It's just, it matches the theme of like the fantasy land. So uh, it's just, it's just a great ride. Great classic ride. It's not too long. I think it's like four, three or four minutes. You know what's interesting about this ride is that at the beginning of it all, the intent was for you to fly over. As if you yourself were Peter Pan. Right. But people weren't smart enough to know you were supposed to be Peter Pan. <laughs> so through the whole ride, people are like, where Where's the heck is Peter? Peter Pan? Where's Peter? This ride is weird. No, you're weird. You're Peter. So they obviously changed so that. They, <laughs> <laughs> they had to make a few adjustments, but that was the intent originally. Yo, know, you only ever get up to 17 feet. In the air on that ride. It, well, and they play with a lot of like visual. Oh, yes. They do a lot of visual tricks on you when you're on the ride. Like there's a part where you fly over London and the the scale of the buildings is super small. So it may, it gives you that feeling in the dark that you're, you know, really high up. But really, it's you're not that high up and they're just playing with perspective. No, but it is amazing because... I am a grown, tax-paying woman who can forget that I'm not that far off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I myself can look down and go, look at those little people. Oh, my gosh. Yep, it's ridiculous. So final ride in the draft, Peter Pan's flight. Do you got any honorable mentions you want to shout out? I already did two with the Jungle Cruise and the Railroad. You did do Jungle Cruise, and I will also second that. Um... I just want to th throw out a respect to Splash Mountain. Oh, respect to the OG. Respect to the OG because it will not be Splash Mountain anymore. Oh, won't? What's happening? They're they're retheming it. Oh. A retheme to uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, Tiana's okay. Bayou or something is what it'll be called next. That's cool. I so I'll just give just want to give a shout out to that. And I wouldn't have chosen this one, but I do also want to just shout out Star Tours because Star Tours was around and then it like left for a minute and then came back. Um, and that's that's a fun ride. I feel like that was also an innovative ride that they did at Disneyland. Both of the river boats are pretty cool. The Mark Twain and the Columbia. Yes. When I realized you could ride the Mark Twain, I was like, oh, this nice. is dope. Just ride along. It's it's really nice. I feel like we hit a lot of the bangers. Yeah. I think we got them. I ain't we mad at it, yo. What about Dumbo? What we did miss it? Dumbo. No one talked about Dumbo. It's on. It's in the commercials. I, I mentioned that. It's in the commercials. It is. I will not lose sleep over not but that's a, Dumbo. That, uh, I feel like Dumbo is in your icon ride if you, know, you were a child and you wrote it. 
I never rode that ride. It's one of the few rides I've never ridden. Oh, interesting. I don't have children, and I don't want to wait in line. To ride a children's to ride. To ride a ride that goes around a circle. It's well, kind of like the Astro like Blasters. A ride. You know what I thought about, and I should pay a little bit of respect to, are the um, teacups. Yeah, teacups. Because there will be people who Shout will listen out. and will have waited for the teacups, and they didn't come up. So, ah, teacups. Respect. Mad respect. But, you know, I think there was a team that won. There's a team that won it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anisha, do you hear that music? <laughs> I do. You know what that means, don't you? That Bonanza's on? Oh, well, Bonanza. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was little, my what? grandma used to make me watch all the reruns. Oh, jeez. Oh, on Nick at Night. <laughs> oh, no, we watched it on a day. It wasn't even at Nick at Night. It was... <laughs> She's old. We're talking like Saturday afternoon. Grandma's like, gotta watch my stories. I was like, I need a book. I can't do this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, it's duel time. I feel ah. like you. I feel like you are playing this for one of my rides. That was really nice of you to do. Wait, no, it has nothing to do with your ride. Oh, I thought it did. Did it not kind of connect with Ooh. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Thank you for that. That was lovely. <laughs> well played. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting ready to get on the get in the train right now. We have had this theme long before this draft. Before the the ride was even built. Yeah, before the ride well, not before it was built, but <laughs> before it was conceptualized within an episode. So which one of you is going to duel me? Oh, and Anisha, I I'm I've got no leg in oh, this race. You're not dueling? That's All right, fine. partner. I'm ready to draw. Are you ready? You ready for that smoke? Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, that's the starting whip. (laughs) 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 Y'all, Pirates of the Caribbean is an icon. Everyone wants to ride that ride when they go. The California version is the best. It processes the most people per hour, so you don't got to wait a long time. You can seek refuge from the heat within its wonderful chambers and caverns. Oh, the theming is wonderful. It it blows Matterhorn away. Matterhorn ain't shit. No, I disagree. I mean, first of all, Pirates is a great ride, but one, it went number one. Uh, no. Two, you're going to say it blows away an <laughs> iconic mountain roller coaster. You're crazy. Uh, the lengths that Walt went to to get that bad boy done and to have it be perfection, he may not have gotten that ride to be exactly what he wanted, but it is damn good the way it is. And he was always disappointed with it because it wasn't real snow. Until he realized you can't have snow in Anaheim, baby. You ain't going to break your back on Pirates. You'll break your back on the Matterhorn. It's just if you're <laughs> weak ass. Matterhorn is beautiful and it's the only one. It is the only one. Yours been played yeah, across but- don't skip world. back day. But that's because it's an icon. Icons get played. Icons, and icons make dough. also become a one and done. Come on now. Well, whatever. I mean, there ain't no Matterhorn movie. I'll just leave it at that. But you know what other what other franchise got is coming along? Talking about Haunted Mansion. Spooky oh, a scary. Franchise. Oh yeah, it's gonna be another franchise. You got Small World, even if we're just talking about the holiday theming, pff, Haunted Mansion, mic drop. I'm sorry. I will give you, you that your sorry. I will give you that your ride looks really great in the holidays, but mine is great 365-24-7. You have never it has a wanted- wonderful Nope, you're done here. It has a wonderful song that is catchy. Many people love it. The colors inside the ride are fantastic. It gives you an opportunity to just enjoy culture. And that is something that we need to do more of as a society. So don't come for me with this. Your ride is better than my ride stuff at all. We all know it's better. And you know it's better because you have never sat around and been like, I want to go to Disney to ride It's a Small World. No. I've never you have said, said that about Haunted Mansion. You have in the holidays. You know what I'd like to do? Go on Haunted Mansion because it's rethemed. I but- need a retheme <laughs> to enjoy the ride. So that is a point against your own side. No, that's just because you're nostalgic no. for the retheme because that's the first time we went. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because Haunted done. Mansion better. You're done. Go on. <laughs> I'll go on to the best mountain, and it's not even close. More people want to go on Space Mountain than want to go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Period. More thrilling, better soundtrack, more engaging, fast passes. When there were fast passes, which one's fast pass was sold out first? Space Mountain. 
It's the OG of the park. It goes hard. Okay, so here's the thing. I will give you Space Mountain because I think of anybody, that one there is going to be hard to fight. And people would say they would want to go on Space Mountain. But for those people who are scared of those kinds of rides, don't like dark rides that way, do not want all the jolting and you don't know what's coming next, my ride is a great ride for them. It's got great music, great theme. You're outside. It whips and whirls. And it does a lot of things for you. It just get giddy after you're on it. There are some people who don't want to ride Space Mountain. And so Big Thunder, here we go. Big Thunder is also nine miles per hour faster than Space Mountain, if, if that matters to you. It does. <laughs> That's its top speed. And I already know where it's talking about that one turn with all the G-Force. I will give it it has a better one turn. Better <laughs> one turn. But you already conceded Space Mountain is the superior mountain. I, I didn't also say have, it like that. Uh, I know. I just rephrased it the proper way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we went to OG rides for the last ride. And Anisha went with a passion pick. And I respect the passion pick. It's a fun, engaging ride. You're, you know, whipping and whirling a little old car. But it ain't shit to flying in a pirate ship. There's a reason why Peter Pan is built everywhere. Just like all the rides I have. Anisha can say... Oh, those aren't good, but they're all icons. They transcend one park. They were so great in one that they were like, we got to put these in other ones. And Peter Pan is the banger of OGs. Always pack line. You're never just going to get at the front. Nah, you got to wait. Mr. Toad, you can just go hop on that shit. Well, that's not true, but I will say this. Peter Pan does have some iconic, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like how it's built. I can't think of the word. Design. Design. We'll use that. It does have that. But my ride, especially for back in the mid 50s, comes at you and totally messes with your mind about where you end up. It tells a story that is dark. And for people who really enjoy that, that is great for your kids. It gives the adults something to look forward to while the kids are giddy about just going on a car ride. I really appreciate the fact that they could give us this from day one. And so I think we're evened out there. They're both great at what they do. Fantasyland, get it. Ultimately, you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, are going to have to determine who the winner is in this one. Dylan, do you have any closing thoughts? You don't get to, I mean, obviously Anisha represents your squad in this, so you, you want her team to win. But do you have anything that you want to say as we close out this draft? I sure learned a lot about the history of Disneyland, and I actually started looking up um, hotels and reservations at the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Got very ambitious <laughs> for f- coming from someone who has gone oh, to the park many a times. Many times. If you're going to enjoy the parks, mm-hmm. don't stay in a Disney hotel. No, no. You got to go good neighbor all the way. Good neighbor oh. or an Airbnb. Save your money and spend all your time in the park. That sounds good. And you'll actually save money doing that. If you're you're not the type of person who is going to buy a bunch of frivolous shit to bring back and you no. also don't have kids to buy stuff for. Nope. So really if you just, you know, booked your flight, had a cheap Airbnb within a couple blocks, bing bang boom, you can just walk to the park, you don't have to worry about parking. Wow. Stay there all day, come back. Just relax. Yep. And if you're the kind of people who need a little bit of a siesta because you're so close, you can walk back midday. Take a load off and then go back for the evening events. You know, yeah, I would echo good neighbor hotel or Airbnb. Disneyland is a lot easier to get a place for a great deal within close proximity of the parks because Disney doesn't own all the property around the park like they do in Florida. Mm-hmm. So in Florida, if you get an Airbnb or whatever or a good neighbor hotel, you're off of Disney property. So it's going to involve either a lengthy, lengthy, transfer process from bus to bus or running a car and driving and whereas disneyland you know you could catch a shuttle to the parks that's what mm-hmm. we do and then we just walk to either our airbnb and hotel and there you go it's oh. a wrap did i get an airbnb with a hot tub well, that's but i'll tell you this flashy. is a fun place to go it's worth going you gotta make the pilgrimage once or twice in your life if you go as a kid you gotta go as an adult yes. different experience okay but plan ahead Plan yeah, ahead. Definitely. And here's your first eight rides. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to go on these <laughs> rides. 
Uh, and and I'm going to be uh, aware that Peter Pan's ride is going to be totally fucked. Oh, man. Okay, so I hit the outro music real quick. But before that, Peter Pan has always been busy. I remember when I went in 2007, in 2007 with my family for the year of a million dreams. That was the first time I had gone since I was a young kid. And Finding Nemo was like the new ride. They had just rethemed oh, um, 20,000 20, Leagues Under, Under the, the sea. sea. And that ride was always like an hour or two. So my brother and I got there super early and we're standing. They let you in Main Street and then you're waiting in Main Street before the rope drop. And him and I got there early to go ride Finding Nemo. But at the very last second, we looked at each other and we were like, do we want to go ride that? Or would you rather just go ride all the stuff in Fantasyland? Because we hadn't gotten to ride <clears throat> Peter Pan because the ride was always so long. Or the line was always so long. So last minute, my little brother, who at the time, this 2007, he was like 11 years old. He's like, let's go ride Peter Pan. What a decision that was. Because we went through Sleeping Beauty's castle. And during the year of a million dreams, they gave... If you were in the right place at the right time, they gave you like a lanyard that had this like plastic thing on it and it had fast passes for every ride in the park. And we were in the right place at the right time and him and I got these limited tickets that had all the fast passes on them. And that's all because we were trying to go to Peter Pan right when they opened. How lucky. Dreams were made that day. Yes. Yeah, and then Disney was dope because they let us, when we met up with our party... We got to go to City Hall, and they gave them to all of us. It was pretty sick. That's so cool. I know, man. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to share that story, because I, I was going to share it earlier <laughs> when I made the pick. Uh, everybody, I just needed to brag real quick. That was a really <laughs> awesome experience I had. Hey, uh, super fabulous. You got to go on Peter Pan while you're there. <laughs> Innovative <laughs> ride. Y'all, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. We appreciate it, because we know time is the most valuable thing in your life. You can get your money back but you can't get your time back. So thank you so much for giving us a listen. Yes, unless you're a time lord, and then you can get your time back. But <laughs> I'm one, I'm, I'm not, right? So, uh, hey, you know what? If you have any comments, if you disagree with these lists and want to battle it out with Anisha or Ben, uh, or, you know, whatever, just hit us up at mountdraftmore at gmail.com, mtdraftmore at gmail.com, and we will respond, we'll listen to you if you want to just be heard, you know, uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to let you be heard. Give us some ideas for drafts. We'll take them all. I'm looking in the inbox right now. Nothing to read, but one of these days, <laughs> one of these days, you're going to send something in and we'll read it. We'll be so proud. Well, Anyways. hey, thanks, letting, thanks for letting me be on today, guys. Dude, special yeah. thanks <laughs> to our special guest, Anisha. It was a pleasure always having you on. And it's nice to have you on in a category that is really your wheelhouse. Yes. You're, yeah, you I are a like Disney I, expert. Like the, the unofficial Disney, like a human museum or something. Come on, <laughs> come on for songs and rides. That's what I got for you. The living personification of Disney rides. We're trying to bring on the experts for the topics that they, you know, excel in. So thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week. We'll see you here again next week. Peace.